Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Andy, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about Leadership Fusion. But before we talk about the book, I want to get to know you better. So tell our audience who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Andy Forrester. I run a company here in the Cincinnati area called Academy Leadership, and I help develop leadership teams and leadership practices at small to medium-sized businesses, businesses from about 20 employees up. I'm curious, tell me a little bit about your entrepreneur's journey. Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur and go this route? Wow, that's an interesting question. Entrepreneurship actually started when I was young. My dad was an entrepreneur. We all grew up in the family business. And then my dad said, it's a pain. Don't ever do this. It turned out my professional life started in the U.S. Navy. I went to the Naval Academy, spent seven years on active duty as a submariner. When I got out, I took my dad's advice. I went the corporate route. I spent most of my professional career, which spanned 30, 35 years, actually mostly working in the Fortune 500 with a startup, a little medium-sized company in the middle there. I set up my own business after I'd finished the corporate life. And I didn't want to work in the corporate life anymore, but I felt like I had a lot to share. Things that I would learn. Frankly, some businesses I'd seen that were just miserable places to work and miserable performing, by the way, living well under their potential. And I just thought, I can help some people. You can actually have fun and work at a great place. And that place can still be marvelously successful. It's not an either or thing. In best case, it's usually an and thing. So that's what I'm all about. And are you taking your knowledge from the Navy too when you're working with your clients? I think leadership is leadership. And there are differences for sure, right? In the Navy, you don't really have a sales function. You have command, but you don't really have a P&L. That's more the corporate version of it. So there are similarities and differences. I think that the core part of leadership of how you communicate, prioritize, motivate, or create a motivational environment at least, resolve conflict, build teams, all that kind of stuff is common between the two. And the head start that I got was where I went to school, we were going to graduate and be out in the fleet leading people. There was not going to be this interim step of being an individual contributor and then deciding leadership track, tech track. It was leadership track from the get-go. Four years to prepare for that. These are the kinds of skills that in the corporate world, you'll make that decision at the five to 10-year point typically. And going in the leadership track, sometimes people don't tell you, but the truth is that's a different job. Whatever you were doing before, sales, accounting, engineering, IT, as a contributor, you need tech credentials. You need to be good at it. But when you start leading that function, it's a totally different thing. Now your job is to take care of the people who do the work. Underappreciated and a whole different skill set it's not taught in a college curriculum. And I had four years as a starting point to learn that, knowing I was going to go in there. That whole curriculum was built around doing that. And so now I get to share a little bit of that, try to give people the accelerated version. Well, and then you say yes to a book about leadership, which kind of just seems like a no-brainer based off what you do. Andy, tell us, why did you say yes to becoming an author? I thought there was an interesting point of view that hadn't quite been articulated yet. There's tens of thousands of books about leadership. 
And what else are you going to say about how to build a team or communicate or resolve conflict that hasn't been? To me, that was the integration. It was putting some pieces together that didn't exist. As I got working with clients, I realized there were two sides to this. One was the leadership side, the people side, the who is going to do what side, which needs work. But one of my first clients went back from our time together, our program, and said, now, how do I apply this to my whole business? And I said, I know exactly how to do this. I've been doing it for 30 years. For his size of company, I turned to a template, if you will, called the Entrepreneur Operating System that I had used. There are others out there, by the way. But that was one I just pulled the book Traction off the shelf. And I said, here, let me show you how to do this. Let me facilitate this for you and put the two together. Because obviously, there's an overlap. To me, that business operating system side is what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? So it's strategy and then it's process. The leadership side is the who and where they overlap. And the bigger you can make that overlap, the more magic you have, the more you're going to be able to create that engaging and productive environment of execution. So that was a point of view I felt hadn't been told too well. And that's what I put in the book. That's awesome. So you had that vision or you had that, I know what I would write about and being able to then put it into a chapter and have it with these other amazing authors, right. tie that all together, which is kind of like what you just said, right? You're talking about the connection between the operating system and the leadership, the strategy and the leadership. And then this book is also that kind of collaboration or tying together other people's visions or strategies around leadership. So it's giving the reader more multiple avenues to be considering. Yeah. And the way the book turned out was really great. So I've given it to some clients, some of whom are prolific readers of business literature. And their feedback was, wow, this is great because I have a whole library of books by all the big authors you've ever heard from. Simon Sinek, Brene Brown, Patrick Lencioni. And their feeling was they've all got a point of view. Again, is there anything brand new or is it just a better way of telling the story that makes it more understandable? But the problem in their view was that the insight is fresh for 20 pages. And then there's the feeling that there's 200 pages of fluff because nobody wants to pay 20 bucks for a 20-page book. And they really like the Leadership Fusion book because they're like, wow, there's that 20 pages of real insightful content that's unique, repeated 12 times with all of your co-authors. And they don't overlap a whole lot. I mean, it's a big topic. And so there was plenty to say. And my co-authors did an amazing job, too. I think that's also really interesting perspective. You think that when you join a collective book with other authors, that you guys will all have the same point of view. You all want to talk about the exact same thing, when in fact, they all are very different. That certainly happened in this case. It's got to be a pretty interesting book. Yeah. I mean, you had someone talking about chief revenue officer. You had someone talking about the sales leadership side. You had someone talking about, you know, I guess the emotional intelligence to being a leader. I mean, it was, it was a very diverse book, but all items that any leader could absolutely take and maybe implement. Yeah, absolutely. Or choose, at least get a fresh insight and say, now, what do I pull out of this that'll work in my style of leadership? What fresh concept is there? What eye-opening thing was there for me? Absolutely. You're right. When you go into a brand new client or potential client and you're trying to understand how their connection between kind of that operating system strategy and then the leadership side, what are some key things that you're looking at to kind of understand where's that level set with them today and how you're going to be able to help them? 
Great question. And really, there's two sides to that. One is understanding what are they doing on a business operating system side today? So there's actually lots of questions. You get a questionnaire off my website that'll help you self-evaluate where you fit into that. Do you have a strategic plan? It can be simple. You know, in EOS, it's a one-page thing called a vision traction organizer. And there's others, one-page strategic plan from scaling up. There's others. But have you articulated what your core values are? What's your vision and purpose are for your business? Where are your core niches? Have they done any of that? Do they have a vision for the future ultimately or where they want to be in three years or one year? How much of that have they done? Are they running their business off some kind of scorecard so they understand where they're at? Or are they just kind of looking at cash balance in the bank? How have they organized themselves? So it's strategy, structure, typically. How have they structured their business? Is it structured to back up what they've said their strategy is? There's all kinds of stuff like that you can ask. And you get a sense for how far along that path they are. On the leadership side, the initial conversation is, what are you doing to develop your leaders? How do you pick your leaders? What's the selection process? Where is the conversation? If you're talking to a company with a mature leadership system, they've got a pretty well-articulated plan, but those are usually big companies. The Fortune 500 companies I work for, they could tell you exactly how they use a nine-box system and the conversations about tech track versus leadership track, the development programs for different levels of leadership within the business. You go to a smaller, medium-sized company, and I mean, a lot of times there just isn't a whole lot, frankly, that's being done. A lot of times you're the jack of all trades, right? I mean, when it's a small business, there's a lot of times where you're just like, what needs to be done? I'm going to go do it because if it doesn't get done, it's not successful. And so I feel like sometimes me as a small business owner, just even having the time to sit down and have those kind of strategic planning sessions can feel overwhelming because I know there's items I need to do today to get things done. So I'm sure there's a lot going on there in a small business that having someone come in and be able to even and just facilitate that conversation to make sure it happens is probably useful for them. Yeah, and businesses at different growth levels need to be thinking about that in different ways. If you're one of the 96% of businesses in the U.S. that have six employees or less, being a jack of all trades probably is fine. I mean, that's my business today, and that's probably this particular business will ever be. It's all my goal is. But it still doesn't hurt to sit down there and think, what's my vision for the future? How do I plan to treat people? What are my values? And so doing that one-page vision, traction, organizer, or something like that, still makes sense, even for the small business with under six employees. Where it really starts to get critical is you start getting beyond that. You're into 15 or 20 employees. It won't work anymore. One person trying to run that whole thing. They need to start having some trusted leaders however they segment themselves by department or something, just so they can continue to grow. If you don't have the leaders, you can't grow. And second, sometime you probably want to take a vacation. And if it's all coming to you, you can't really do that. So you need to start thinking about that structure. And all those leaders can't be wearing the same, you know, five or six hats. You got to start figuring out who's accountable for what and having some degree of specialization in there. Yeah, that was something that I had an aha moment was spring break this year where I worked every day on vacation. Right. And I was like, gosh, I need to delegate 
I need mm -hmm. to find people who can help me with this. There you go. Yep. But that's a hard transition, I think, for leaders who have been a jack of all trades. Any tips on those leaders who now know like, okay, I have to scale. I want to be 20 employees deep and I know that I can't be who I am today. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things you have to figure out is what role do you want to play in the business? In EOS, we talk about the visionary and most entrepreneurs are visionary. They have a vision about how it wants to be. Hopefully they've written that down too. But when you get to the 20 employees and you're having to start thinking about some specialization and coordination, there's a role in there for somebody called an integrator who pulls all that together. And sometimes it's one and the same person, but often it's not. Often what I find is the visionary who had the vision to be the entrepreneur and start that gets really frustrated and bogged down. I mean, by the time you're running a business with, you know, two, $3 million of revenue and 20 employees, there are starting to be a lot of details to be closed out every day. And most visionaries, just from a personality point of view, chafe at that. They can do it, but it sucks their energy. And hmm. one of the big points of leading people is managing that energy flow. And that's about trying to help people do things that they're good at and enjoy. And you might find that's something you enjoy. Most entrepreneurs find out it becomes very burdensome. I like the integrator. That's a really cool way of thinking about it. I need that. I think that might be something I need to dive more into there, Andy. That's really a great tip. Well, I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. But before we leave, what's the best way for our audience to be able to connect with you? If you go to my website, my local website, which is libertyee.com. So the word liberty, the letters ee tacked onto the end of that, .com. You'll find my phone number. You'll find a way to email me, to make an inquiry. It's all out there. That's probably the easiest way. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we add that to the episode notes. Andy, thank you so much for being a part of the BookSmarts Business Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for doing the book. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.